My name is J.W. Oker. I'm an author, and I like to go out and look for weird stuff. I call it oddity. For more than a decade, I've sought out oddities of nature, oddities of art, oddities of culture and history. I believe that within a tank or two of gas, of any point in this country, is some seriously cool oddity, and that we all should go check it out. This is Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast. I don't have a script for this episode. This is one of those candid episodes where I just kind of talk. So expect a lot of flubs, a lot of inaccuracies, a lot of us in it, I think. But the reason why I want to shoot from the lip here is because it's a topic that I have written a lot about, and that is Salem, Massachusetts. If you go to my website, oddthingsiveseen.com, and you go to categories and hit Salem, you'll find about 30 articles on this city spanning the more than decade that I've been visiting it. And I wrote a book about it, A Season with the Witch, the... I always forget the subtitle because it wasn't mine. It was... Hold on. I don't have a book handy. The Madness and Mayhem of Halloween in Salem, Massachusetts. So A Season with the Witch, The Madness and Mayhem of Halloween in Salem, Massachusetts. That's the book title. See, now you know that it's without a script because I can't even get my book title out without flubbing it. But let me pitch that book real fast for people that haven't heard about it. For this book, A Season with the Witch, I moved my family to Salem, Massachusetts, like right downtown, like right in the middle of it all, for the entire month of October in 2015. The book came out in 2016, so I spent the Halloween season in Salem in 2015. And for it, we just experienced Salem. We went to all the attractions, all the historical sites, all of everything that makes Salem, Salem. I talked to a lot of people, everybody from the mayor to the chief of police to the street performers, to residents, to tourists, to lots and lots of witches, and try to kind of paint a picture of this really weird city at its most weirdest, which is the month of October. It's Haunted Happenings Party for Halloween. So all that to say, I've written a lot about Halloween. So I, if there's any topic I should be able to extemporize around, it's, it's this one. And the way I want to do that is anytime I get emails from people who have read A Season with the Witch or have stumbled across some of my articles on Otis, I always get asked two questions, and I want to answer those two questions here for this podcast. The first one is, when should I go to Salem? This is actually a complicated answer. Maybe 10 years ago, I had a very pat answer that was true at the time and that has since changed because Salem has changed. I used to tell people, early October. You want to go in early October. Haunted Happenings has started. All the banners are on the the light poles. All the shops are open. All the attractions are open. The street performers are out but you don't have the crowds of later October. Unless you want crowds, then go in later October. And that's what I always told people, and it was true, but it has changed a lot. Um, There's one of my ums. Salem has become a year-round city. Once upon a time, it was a one-season city. It bloomed in September, took in all of its tourist bucks, and then just died in December, and then slowly started to creep open over the spring and summer until again going through its kind of yearly cycle. These days, Salem is bustling year-round. It is open for business. And that includes the witch shops, the gift shops, pretty much everything. There are some differences, which I'll get to here in a second, but you can go to Salem any time of year. And any time of year, except for October, you won't be inundated with crowds. There'll be people there. The the comfortable level of people that you want in a city, else it's a ghost town. But it won't be the, you know, elbow from Frankenstein hitting you in the eye like it is in October. 
So I tell people, go anytime. You know, go anytime and you're going to experience Salem. Even the spookiness of Salem is there in the middle of summer. However, if you want the fall Salem, the autumn Salem, you're going to want to go in the fall. So what I tell people now is October, all October is crazy. At least the weekends are and the time right before Halloween itself. There are definitely quiet moments in Salem during October. These are usually the weekdays during the day or even at night, you know, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays are great times to go see it. Everything's going, everything's open, everything you want that is Salem is going on during the week as well. So go then. If you can't, I, I tell people to go in September. September is a little different from October, but not much. Salem is in full swing. Like I said, year round, it's in pretty much full swing. But in September, it's definitely in full swing. Everything's going on in September. The only real difference from October is that the haunted happenings hasn't started yet. So there's no banners on the light poles. The parade hasn't happened. Some of the more seasonal events, the theater shows and the, the celebrity appearances and the different October events just aren't going on. But you don't need all those. The rest of Salem is intact and you can see it in September. So that's what I tell people now. If you want the craziness of Salem, go anytime in October. If you want to experience Halloween itself in Salem, you know when to go. But if you want to get a taste of Salem without the crowds, September's perfect. And honestly, any time of year, come to Salem because everything is, is really cool in Salem. Any time of year these days. All right, so that's that answer. A very long answer to when should I go to Salem. But again, complicated city. I'm going to give you a complicated answer. This next one is less complicated, but it's probably a little longer. And that is the question I get asked the most about Salem. And that is, what do I need to do to have fully experienced Salem? So basically what people ask me is, I'm coming to town for a day, for three days, for a week, for two weeks, and I want to make sure I do Salem, that I don't come, go away from Salem missing some important integral event or integral thing that is Salem. So they basically want a minimal, viable trip. What do I need to do to do Salem? I have an answer for that as well. Obviously, there's tons of stuff to do in Salem during the season, but here's what I tell people. The main thing you have to do, the number one thing you have to do, and honestly, if you only do this one thing, you've done Salem, and that is walk the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall. The Essex Street Pedestrian Mall is a cobblestone stretch of road that is only open for foot traffic. It's not very long, um, but it's packed with experiences. Here is where you're going to find witch shops. I mean, you'll find this stuff throughout the downtown area of Salem, but definitely on the pedestrian mall, you'll find the witch shops, the gift shops. Uh, during October, you will see the street performers, everybody dressed as, you know, the Adams Family and Steve the Vampire and that guy that wears the Frankenstein mask and sits in the chair. Those people will all be out. You'll see people in costume on the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall, best place to people watch in the entire city. You have a haunted house on the pedestrian mall. You have attractions like Count Orlock's Monster Museum. The Halloween Museum is also on the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall. The Harry Potter shops. There are historical sites. There are museums. Everything you want is on this mall, and you just have to walk it. Even if you don't go into anything, you just walk down this mall, you'll see everything you want to see. There's a, The end of it is the Bewitched statue. There's the Old Town Hall building that was used in Hocus Pocus. So there's even movie filming sites right there on the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall. If you do that, I will say you did Salem, honestly, between you and me. There's a little bit more you should do, but that is the base experience. And even in, in October, they actually extend that pedestrian mall about a block or two more. They also, in October, on the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall, set up tents full of wares being sold. So it's almost like the street is a set of shark jaws, where you have the, the shops and attractions in the buildings, and then in front of those buildings, another row of stuff to see, stuff to buy, stuff to eat. Oh, also on this mall is the Peabody Essex Museum. That's also right there in town, right there on the street. So again, another thing to do 
tours, all, most of the tours start at the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall. Go there. <laughs> That's all you have to do. But after that, you need to take a path off of the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall and go to the old burial ground or old burying point. I always get burial and burying confused. But it's the old graveyard there in Salem. That's where Judge Hathorne is buried. He's one of the villains from the witch trials. Right beside the burial ground is the memorial to the victims of the witchcraft hysteria. During October, there is the Haunted Neighborhood right beside it as well. So this is a, a series of attractions and haunted houses and food vendors. And there's all, all kinds of like fog and stuff kind of bleeding over into the cemetery. So it's a wild place in October. Any other month, it's a little bit more uh, sedate. But you want to go there too just to see the graveyard. It, it's got classic New England gravestones with winged skulls and you know thin slate. And that's, that's the second most important place you want to go in Salem, the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall, and then go to the old burial ground. Now, other things in Salem, obviously, are the Nathaniel Hawthorne sites and the Maritime sites. That's farther down Essex, Essex Street. And after it becomes an actual road, uh, back to an actual road, you just keep walking, and eventually you'll come to the harbor where you'll see the USS Constitution, right? Oh, where you'll see the USS Friendship right there, docked usually. That's where the Customs House is, where Nathaniel Hawthorne worked. He had some artifacts from him right, right in there. And then you just keep going and you eventually end up at the House of Seven Gables as well, which is a really important part of Salem. And I feel bad saying you don't have to go there because you, you don't to do Salem, but it is a huge part of Salem. So go see it at least and take a tour. Definitely, it's a really cool place. That's also where across the street is Yield Pepper Company, which is a very, very old candy shop. Get the clove drops. That's what I always get. So that's another important part of Salem. Again, I would carve that out as you don't have to go there to have done Salem. If you're only in Salem for a day, maybe stick to those areas I already talked about. Another part of Salem, right around the corner from the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall, just past the Hawthorne Hotel, is the Salem Common. And on the Salem Common is the Salem Witch Museum. So this is the classic thing you always see in all the shots of Salem. It's a church-like edifice because at one time it was a church. And that's where this, you know, whatever, 50-year-old, I can't remember how old it is, was kind of interactive wax museum that tells the story of the witch trials. Definitely go there. Definitely do it if you've never done it. But in front of it is the statue of Roger Conant, who is the founder of Salem. And he's like a big-looking pilgrim with billowy cloak and hat. And I always say, if you have to just get one photo in Salem, this is the photo you get. You get it of Roger Conant standing there all dramatic right there in front of the Salem Witch Museum. So I would actually add that to the stuff you have to do. You go there, you see the Witch Museum and the statue, go in if you want. You do the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall, go into whatever you want in there, and then go the, to the bearing point. And if you have extra time, you go see the House of Seven Gables. You go see the, the Friendship. You go see some more Nathaniel Hawthorne sites. You go see the uh, harbor. Another important site that you probably should go to, but I don't put it on the must-see list because it's a mile outside of town, which is, you know, a short drive. And that is the site of the executions. That There's a little memorial there. It's very sedate, little stone wall, a uh, hump of rock with some trees on it. And that's where all of this entire city started, basically, in, in its current form, where all the accused and convicted witches were hanged. Really should see that, especially if you're into the history of Salem. Even if you're into any other part of Salem, it all started there. So even if you're there just to have a Halloween party, you should see that. It's not something you can walk to. I definitely have walked to it from downtown. Like I said, it's about a mile. But a quick trip on your way out or on your way in, and you can see it. It takes minutes to kind of experience. So I want to put that in the you have to see pile, but it isn't within walking distance. So take that for what it is. And that's my long-winded answer to that. I'll finish this off by kind of telling you my favorite spots in Salem. The places I love, I go to, I always go to Count Orlock's Monster Museum. I'm friends with the owner, but I also just really love the place. I have It was one of the first things I saw in Salem on my first trip. Oh, I think it was actually my first trip in Salem I went to this place. 
I think it was the second year it opened, maybe it was the first year. And I've just gone every year since, multiple times. I love the atmosphere, the ambiance. And now that it's in its new place on Essex Street, it's a completely different experience than what it was back when it was on Derby Street, I believe was the street it was on. So I always tell people to go there. I always tell people to stop by the Lobster Shanty. <laughs> this is one of the restaurants there. I love their lobster rolls. I love their hot and dirty pickle martini, which is pickle juice, sriracha sauce, and gin, which sounds awful, but I fell in love with that during my stay there. I also eat a lot at Rockefeller's, which is on the Essex Street Pedestrian Mall. And I like it there. It's comfortable. The food's fine, uh, but it's a very comfortable place, big. You can people watch right from the windows. And during the Halloween season, they have a great kind of fall cocktail list. I always get the candy quintini, and then I regret it three seconds afterwards. But it's a great, great little cordial. But that reminds me, one of the things you will miss if you're looking for Autumn Salem by coming in September or by coming uh, some other time of year is you miss the restaurants going all out to decorate. You come in October, these restaurants have monsters hanging from the ceiling. They paint creatures on every single window. It's a really kind of cool atmosphere. So again, I kind of implied that I tell people not to come in October anymore, but that's not true. You should come in October if you can, but you have to be prepared for it. Another, another favorite place of mine is the harbor. It's just a nice place. It's like a small little lighthouse at the end of a long jetty that you can just walk out on. You get the water there. Really cool. And when you're in Salem, you're in the North Shore. So you, sh so you should be on, <laughs> on the coast. Every other city around Salem that's in the North Shore is themed with lobsters and boats and lighthouses. So you should definitely experience that as well if you're like new to Massachusetts or something like that. Uh, one other thing I should say, another part of Salem that I love, one of, some of my best experiences when I lived there for the book is Salem 1630 Pioneer Village because 1630 was when the city was actually founded. This one is in downtown. It's a couple miles outside of the town in Forest River Park. And what it is is a reenactment site. So they have old kind of colonial style wooden buildings. It's very small. Um, they have reenactors there sometimes. This is also the filming site from the very first scene of Hocus Pocus when Thackeray Binks comes out in his church leaves and looks around. And it's got a weird opening schedule. For years it was closed or owned by somebody else or whatever. It's a very weird situation about ownership of that place. But during October, they do some really cool events there. Uh, the Probably the best time I had in sale, or one of the best times, I shouldn't be hyperbolic, is we went to this place at night and were taking, taken from building to building while people dressed in colonial garb read us scary stories. And there's fires going and there were pumpkins lit and it was just, it felt so Halloween. And to know that we were doing it on the site where they filmed Hocus Pocus just added to that. So it's another cool site in Salem that, again, you don't have to go to. And I don't even know how you would go to it any other time of year because it's usually behind a gate and nobody's there. Another question I get asked a lot, not so much by readers, but when I get interviewed for media appearances, is how I feel about the city capitalizing on the tragedy of the 1692 witch trials. So a much kind of bummer of a question than when's the best time of year to go? My answer to that... I think is threaded through a season with the witch, but basically I think it's great. The thing is, witch trials happened all over New England and all over Europe. Uh, Europe especially, they killed tens of thousands of people that they thought were witches. Hundreds of thousands of people, actually, I think. And all the cities that hanged innocent victims as witches, you don't really know anymore. They're not commemorated, really. I think in recent years, cities are becoming more and more commemorative of them, but I think that there's some cynical reasons for that, I think. I think they've seen Salem's success and are kind of trying to get some of that. But I think without the Halloween party, 
Salem might be another lighthouse and lobster place. It, it, might, it might be a small memorial to a witch trial, maybe a plaque on a rock on the common, but it wouldn't be so ingrained in the populace, really. So I think it's, I think the more kitschy, more pop culture, more, I don't know, uh, Halloweenic parts of Salem keep the history alive, even if it feels like we're dancing on their graves. And in some cases, we're literally dancing on their graves. I've seen it happen at the old burying point. It's been a boon. I mean, the Salem witch trials, again, despite it being not the first or the oldest or the largest or the most widespread, is the witch trial. It's the one that we're always referring to when we say witch trial. Even in Europe, when they say witch trial, despite having bigger, more deadly, more violent witch trials, they're talking about Salem half the time. So it's because of that kind of celebrating the the weirder aspects of the witch trials. And it is a weird thing. It wasn't just a tragedy. It was a weird moment in American history where people you know, were scared of monsters and hanging senior citizens and just the bizarreness of the individual stories are, you know, a factor of that as well. It is a little bit conflicting though. I, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't feel that great about partying on the gallows. So we should always acknowledge the history there, which I think is not done the best in Salem. There is no official place that tells the story of the witch trials. So all the attractions have to tell the story, but it provides an avenue to tell it at least. Again, Salem, to me, is one of the most unique cities in the world, and it's because of this conflict. This conflict is what keeps Salem interesting. This conflict between the historians and the shop owners, the Halloween heads, and the tragedy. Other conflicts, too. Uh, Christians versus witches, uh, witches versus cartoon witches, the art museum versus the t-shirt shop. There's a bazillion conflicts in Salem, and those conflicts keep Salem alive and refreshed and interesting year after year after year. So I, I can't fault how Salem got here. I think that's I think this is where I come down. On. I think I come down on I can't fault how Salem got here, even if it is a little weird to celebrate something that is tra- so tragic. And I mean celebrate in the actual sense of celebrate, not memorialize, but celebrate. So yeah, that's that's the question I sometimes get asked. I think I'm rambling now because again I didn't have a script. I should have sat down, wrote my four questions down, and answered them. But that's kind of how I feel. I think I'm gonna re-record this. So, uh, a couple things to announce here. Make sure you're coming by Odd Things I've Seen. We're doing the Halloween season all September and October, which means content every day. Podcasts, I'll do a couple more podcasts this season that'll also kind of celebrate the season. Uh, my book is coming out the end of October, 12 Nights at Rotter House, and I would really appreciate it. Of all the stuff I put out, it is really the books that the closest to my heart and the things that I need to succeed for other reasons. So if you're just halfway interested, pick up 12 Nights at Rotter House. Comes out October 29th. You can pre-order it now in hardback, paperback, and audio CD. I don't know, do they still do audio CDs? They're actually selling an audio CD. So I don't know what that means, but you can hear some dude reading it as well. And that's it. Again, stars for the podcast would be appreciated. Man, this is the worst part of the podcast where we just beg for stuff. So come back for the next episode in about two weeks, and I'm going to do the same thing but with the town of Sleepy Hollow, New York, which I have not written a book about, but I have written a lot about and visited there many, many times and love it. So see you then. This has been a very messy episode of Odd Things I've Seen, the podcast.